0: That clock,
1: clock, clock, clock. Oh no, no. Well, I'm tripping major knock right now.
0: Oh it!
1: And welcome to the world
0: of winning. Hello and welcome back to an edition as you switch back to Formula One podcast. My name is Graham and you're joining me as always He jumped the gun in the pit lane when the car was still coming through. It's uh it's Luke Holmes. At
1: least I got the picture, though Graham. That's yeah. all that matters, man. If there's only a good thing about the Grand Prix. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> hi. How's going on? Uh,
1: much better this week. Much better. What about yourself? Good. Uh, yeah, not too shabby. Just
0: it's interesting career-wise week.
1: <laughs> career-wise.
0: Yeah, do you ever get the th- you ever have that thing where you want to uh, press restart?
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 And I've had that a few weeks, a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah, one of those. <laughs> so, you know, now we we wait with a bated breath. <laughs> Great. So anyway,
1: uh, it should be
0: fun. Anyway, uh, pretty busy. Uh, kind of, uh, well, hmm, kind you
1: of say busy. It was
0: and It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It kind of kind of sparked a life, didn't it? During the week, we got the kind of the shock announcement that. Uh, that Franz Tost was stepping away from as team principal of Alpha Tari at the end of 2023. Uh, Tost has held a position since 2006, uh, six, since the team's inception, and yeah, at the end he's stepping away. He's stepping into consultancy role in 2024, but it was all kind of kept well under wraps because they immediately came out with the double announcement uh, in that statement that uh, they had a new they have a new chief executive officer, which is going to be Peter uh, Bayer Bauer Bayer from the FIA. Uh who served as the FI Secretary General for the Sport from 2017-2022 to and then F1's Executive Director from 2021 to the summer of last year he's going to be the new chief, uh, chief Executive Officer Officer and the team principal role is going to be Laurent Mechies from Ferrari so
1: oh joy more Ferrari departures
0: yeah so that, that was a kind of surprise because we had heard some uh, Mechies and Alpine links but now he's got himself a much better offer I can only assume Tauri.
1: yeah, because uh, yeah, you can only assume he wouldn't have been up at the top of the tree. At Alpine, would he? Unless something drastically changed, but straighten at the top, Alfataari. So,
0: so what were your thoughts on that? And on, uh, I guess maybe just maybe just on tossed first stepping stepping aside after after this time. You kind of alluded that maybe this could be time. I argued that. He wouldn't be outed like because it's because of a slow start. Like he's been, he's part of the furniture. Um, the statement seems to suggest it was kind of a mixture of both.
1: Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. I've got a feeling it was sort of a conversation that was sort of like he was sort of pushed into, but he also suggested at the same time because he is staying on in an advisory role in some capacity, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. It's a consultancy From role. Yeah, that's the one. So he's not completely gone, but he won't be the head honcho anymore. So it's sad because obviously he's been there since the team li- literally came into the sport and took over from Minardi. So it's obviously going to be a very sad time for the actual team, the whole Red Bull family, when it does decide, when it it does eventually happen that he goes at the end of the season. But I think it, I think it was time for a change, just based on the fact of I lo- I like Franz Toss but. I think some new blood needed pumping into that team. Things are getting a little bit tense. Red Bull have obviously been speaking about potentially selling the team, which has also been quashed. Mm-hmm. Uh, squash, sorry, um, moving the team to the UK, which I thought of sort of can see them doing under a new TP rather than having Toss move everybody over from. Italy, it's. I, I just think it's now's the time to do it if they were going to do it anyway. So it's got till the end of the year to sort of steady the ship for when Mecky's coming or whenever Mecky's does come in because nobody actually knows yet because it's not actually been officially agreed, been agreed with Ferrari when he's going to step down, but. It's. I think it's the right move for everybody because obviously Franz Toss is what now? How old? He's sixty-seven now. So he yeah. started the job
0: when he was. Isn't that crazy? To think about it, he was forty-nine when he started, and now he's sixty-seven. There's, I don't know, like it's just, it feels like such a mass, like massive life jump. Like you know, from almost. I don't want to say prime working years, but you know, from near enough to sixty-seven. Like it's obviously close, like it's retirement age for a quite a number of the like employment force. So it's just a, it's a massive gulf of time
1: yeah it really is it's, it's, it's surpri- it was surprising when i saw you sending me i won't lie it was a shock it did come out of nowhere i feel like it did but like i said i think the the time to strike is now so and get it before everybody sort of buys everybody's other members of staff up because that's what seems to be happening at the minute everyone seems to be going and moving ships at this point in the year so lots of change everywhere so, sort of, get the, um, the man you want while well, you can. Mm. <laughs> tied down, and he ends up paying out some big fee to get them out of wherever they are. Uh, tossed, the first thing tossed
0: out, he you you thanked uh, Dietrich Mastaschitz, obviously, for who gave them the uh, opportunity in the first place. So that was his first point in the statement. And then then went on to say, at 67 years old, it's time to hand over. And with Peter as new CEO and Lawrence team principal, we found two very professional people who bring the team to the next level. So, yeah, I, th- I think you were right in the sense that maybe it was, like, again, maybe... I do think he's carried that team above what it should have been in terms of his reputation. It is for many years it was a Red Bull B team, uh, but yes. it, it never raced like a Red Bull B team in the in the sense that it wasn't always fighting for ninth or tenth, as you probably would have expected. Two, especially as it came out of the minnows of Ferrari, and obviously the the early years of Toro Rosso, they. Built strongly on that, and they were regular point scorers for a long time. there's only been a hand like a couple of seasons where it's been ninth or tenth, and they famously outscored the 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 works team in two thousand and
1: eight. Yeah, yeah, obviously it's, with Vettel at the. It's home. only the last what year or so that the the clients really they got the rules wrong, and that's really where everything's sort of gone tips up. Mm-hmm. But before that, they were up there again a podium for like the last the previous two seasons. The race win, of course, the very famous one it's it's been a rather successful venture in that case
0: absolutely like and Toss's no nonsense style leadership has really you know it's he's gotten a lot out of that outfit then obviously more than i think could have been expected of, of what that team has been for a long time and it's clear obviously with the shift to alpha tower they've wanted to maybe step away from that maybe move up a little bit from that and i think they i think they have to a I degree think they have.
1: yeah definitely
0: uh and as look as recent i guess you know devries is in the red bull junior and you know they kind of i guess they've more recently moved away from the red bull betting uh so to speak uh, if you want to look at it that way no, but. my of
1: choice <laughs> <laughs> not really the juniors haven't really done the a bit really, yeah sort of forced their hand to sign someone based off of one race and look how that's turning out
0: yeah uh, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I think, I think yeah, probably a, a combination of the two, I think they would want to kind of kick on. I do think, yeah, the, the obviously they're one of the few teams that haven't quite hit the ground running with this new ground effect era, and that has probably stunted a little bit uh, of... As, I think it's probably what's leaning somewhat into this, although I, I don't think it's, you know, tossed. I don't think it's the one that should be taking the fall first, but... Uh, yeah,
1: no, I, I think... It's the same sort of case as Benotto. Something's gone wrong, someone's got to take the 4th row and he's the guy at the top, unfortunately. So as much as he's probably done literally nothing wrong apart from said yes, yes, yes. Um, it's uh, one of the thing, one of them things about being a team principal. You've got so got to take responsibility at some point down the line. And to the fact he's lasted this long sort of says who he is as a person very well respected unless your name's Lewis Hamilton who has no idea who he is <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's the thing like I, f- I feel like that's <laughs> that's the thing like I feel like because he's been there so long and because of the person that he is and the job that he does and what he like he's basically I don't want to say he's like Helmut Marco jr in this- in a sense like that he's like no nonsense and he' like you don't need Marco to really be onto the Torosso Toro or Alfatari guys when you got tossed there, who's like an ex- almost an extension of that programme in many ways. It's,
1: um the very I, I want to say he's very old fashioned in his ways. He's very no bullshit. Which is what I I, I get the impression from um my favourite Doctor Marco
0: yeah this is like this Tost is this is the man i'm I've got, i had to look up this video because i want to see which one there's a one there's a video from 2016 from f1 um and it's like it's titled best christmas present ever and he's like and Toss literally said fucking christmas i don't care i don't, I don't care about this <laughs> was what he said oh it's fucking brilliant anyway uh I, I think it's. I think it's more so. I think the twenty percent performance and eighty percent maybe him and maybe the time. It's time to move on. Yeah. Just because like he's been there that long, they've had worse seasons than they're currently having, I guess. Uh, and yeah, that's. I I just think if it was performance based, I think he could have easily gone. I'm sure. Look, I'm sure along the eighteen seasons, he could have gone long ago if there was it was performance purely performance based. Oh
1: yeah, I Doesn't
0: think it matter. played in part, but not not a very large part.
1: It was a conversation that started, and it just went from there. I think. Mm. Yeah. Uh,
0: so what about so let's so that, what about so what about uh, then? What was your thought on, on Mekis as the man to uh, lead uh, Alfatari going forward? Certainly, it uh, a very new and interesting time for them. Again, this is something that they've never dealt with before. Again, like, the cont- continuity in this in this role has been absolutely um, enormous for eighteen years. So it's going to be a bit to get used to.
1: Yeah, it's. I think this is the the perfect role for Mekis himself. And the fact of he's putting himself in a in a situation where i think he can't really lose to be honest because he's a he's stepping up from probably the role he expected to graduate to at ferrari which i think he's sort of like a bit salty about the fact that he didn't sort of get the role when benotto stepped down because he was next in line yeah even though he's not really been at ferrari for that long really because what 2020 when he left there 5a uh
0: he's been with Ferrari since 2018 i believe
1: that's the one. I know it was recent anyway, because I can always remember seeing him in the uh, FIA rooms on one of the cameras. Um, but in terms of him joining that team, I, I just think he's literally found the perfect ground for him to sort of build himself. It's literally like James Vowles in that sense. No progression of the team is at, or sense of progression anyway. Hit the ceiling of where he can go and somewhere where he can sort of make a name for himself and bring them sort of back to the forefront and make some big decisions and then eventually position himself for a bigger job later down the line. Because obviously, getting into the Red Bull family is a very good place to be yeah. at. But obviously, I'm kind of pissed off because at the same time, that's like the eighth or ninth or tenth or fifteenth million people to uh, leave Ferrari since the start of the year.
0: <laughs> well, for, for Sora's for response to that, was, it was two people out of a thousand plus doesn't really change a lot yeah for them. but
1: it, it say, it's saying that it's the quality of the people I'm not saying Mechies isn't because obviously I don't really know much about that kind of thing but it's the continuity he's been with the team for five years someone who's overseen a lot of change I just thought he might stick around but obviously the law was too much so <laughs> I'd, I'd say I think it's, it's great for him anyway I'm not sure about the guy coming in from the FIA personally because I know literally nothing about him mm. but it's um, yeah, Make, it, it, it Definitely want to um, keep track of shall we say, because that's obviously what we love doing around here, and then criticising it when we get <laughs> it completely wrong.
0: Yeah, uh, Mickey's was an engineer at Toro Rosso beforehand, and then he moved to FI in twenty fourteen, and then joined Ferrari.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's. That, I was. Like, I'm sure there was some form of association somewhere. I remember watching the races video on on something about hmm. him So yeah, that, that makes sense.
0: Uh, speaking of the Ferrari and Vassour thing, uh, there's an article from Matt Beeren's confidential Mam on this subject talking about uh, f- with some Fred Vassour quotes on the matter because Ferrari's thing was that they feel Alphatari kind of jumped the gun a bit. Uh, so uh, Vassour said, first of all, to make opportunity for Lawrence, considering that I have a good relationship with him. And I won't block Lawrence for sure. Then I think it's also, if you speak of our timeline, I think Alphatari was probably a bit aggressive on the press release and we have a long-term contract with Lawrence and we have to s- discuss uh, about details. And he and the here and there to protect Ferrari's interests and Ferrari first and always be Ferrari first. It means I will have to discuss about the conditions of this. Um. So, yeah, they have a long-term contract. I think is the bottom line, but they'll they'll try and find some uh way to. I guess I don't know how it's going to work with gardening leave and how that. Got to be a
1: couple of months at least, based on what happened with the sir and stuff. So he would say at least. Well, September maybe end of September, probably, probably his last time during the with the team before we go off to the Asian leg of the season. I would say mm. is probably where we'll see the last of Mekis, which makes sense, I guess, because it's it's not like it's a rival team, so I don't think it really matters that much. But it's um, something that has to be done by law, I guess.
0: Yeah, and they say the relationship is still very good, and uh, Mekis had a birthday over the weekend as well, and you know, it's they say the relationship is still very strong. So I'm sure they'll figure it out. I think think yeah they probably jumped the gun. Uh Al-Pittari's response to that uh to do, do, do I think they had they had effort they had a response to that. Um and I'm trying to read the, where is the this is almost what I'm scrambling a little bit. Um Toss actually said it was his decision. Uh, it actually starts 2 years ago with uh, Mattishit's as discussions. Um he said, uh actually I only saw, I'm only just seeing these now. Uh, he said, I'm i well, I'm now sixty seven years old when I was younger, I always said to myself, if you're a leading position, then you should not glue on you should not have glue on the seat. You should give this opportunity to younger people, more clever people, creative people, motivated people. Now I'm going to the seventies, it's time to say goodbye. Um so again, again, just citing citing age. Um Yeah. The the toss, yeah, they said it, I have to be would you do the aggressive thing? He said the announcement to tell you the truth was not planned to come up now, this was planned much later. But as all of you are very aware, there are some leaks in the press. I didn't want to come here to Baku. It was in the Gazetta del Sport, for example, that Lauren will come to us. And to tell you all, uh, no, I don't know anything, because not only the way now of how we are working. So we said, OK, we go out with a press release. It was planned to do at a later time of the year, but now it's out. And, of course, I imagine there are some people not happy about this. That was our yeah, response. but at the end
1: of the day, there's no point, blooming, doing what? Oh, Maude, and basically deny, 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 and then end up at the team you were going to anyway. So there's no point, just get out with it. If you go in, you're going at the end of the day. Yeah. And if Tost has already announced that he's leaving, then, you know, they point holding back.
0: Yeah, well, it was, all, it was all part of the one, one, one release, one statement. So, yes. yeah, I'm interested myself with Becky's. So, uh, I'd be interested in what kind of leader he is and how the team adapts to something. Uh, I guess to, I think it's going to be a very different style of leadership compared to Toss.
1: Yeah, because like like I said, Tost is no bullshit old man style leadership. Whereas mm-hmm. I've seen is as very like a timid kind of character, where like I don't think he'd like lose his shit. So it'd be quite interesting to see that dynamic switch up. Because obviously there's going to be some changes made as soon as he walks into the team, especially with the Aero department. By the sounds of it, based <laughs> okay. on what Tost has said, <laughs> so we expect a uh, a key member to be reinstated to that team while he's available. Someone more yeah. snapping up <laughs> Ferrari, please. Someone. Anyone.
0: I guess I'm more curious to see how Mekis, I guess, integrates himself with the Red Bull program.
1: Yes. This is the thing, isn't it? Going from basically Red Bull's rival in Ferrari to Red Bull's junior team as such, or sister team, to sort of mould yourself into that. Which I assume he's sort of positioning himself to get into Red Bull eventually down the line because obviously Christian's not going to be around forever.
0: Right. We talk about succession in Mercedes. Like, What's the succession plan at Red Bull?
1: Yes, you've got obviously you've got to think long term. So it's um, definitely something I think Mecky's has sort of seen and been like, right, this is my way of doing it. Which I'm sure, like we like I said earlier, that James Vowles has done with Williams to sort of propel himself all the grid later down the line. Everything in Formula One is long term. You've got to remember that. Nothing is done without reasoning. So this, I, I think, personally, like I said, Mackey's can only benefit from. Because at the minute he's just sort of sitting on the pit wall of ferrari not really doing a great deal to sort of push the team forward personally anyway
0: i'm curious as to like because obviously like franz Toss, like you knew that red bull's interest were also Afatari's interest and franz toss is yes. an extension of the red bull program and i'm fascinated to see if Mekis decides that he's his own man and you know our interests are, are like on any key topics or issues do they take different stances to the Red Bull programme or is he going to be in the same kind of deal where he's aligned with their interests and their votes are, you know, Red Bull's votes are after Tari's votes. And, you know, I'm fascinated to see how that dynamic unfolds.
1: Yeah, yeah, because he's got to be very politically correct with a lot of things, which I'm sure Franz really isn't, (laughs) to say it bluntly. he's um, I don't think he's that kind of guy. He's just very old fashioned in that sense, but i'm I'm fully expecting a rebound by the way, fully expecting the rebrand from what I've seen on Twitter, the amount of alvatari clothing that they actually sell in Europe is literally li- little very little, so a complete reset for the team I think would be a good thing at this point,
0: but well, we'll see they're going to get some something of a sort anyway under under Mechies anyway.
1: anyway yeah, a new driver maybe well
0: yeah, that's the thing I wanted to know as well, like what does this mean then for you know, for the current drivers, because we know. I think one of them's fine. Hmm. Because sometimes team principals want to get their own guys in. Like we're, like, we're going to see basically a head start with this with Vowels and Williams. Like these are not the two drivers he put into the team. Has he got a different yes. vision for this? So, I guess perhaps we'll see the the uh, some something of a blueprint. Perhaps like, it's not indicative, of course, if Williams decides to keep or stay. That doesn't mean necessarily mean Mekis will do the same. Obviously, like they're, in, again, somewhat aligned with what Red Bull will, would like, you know, they want to see maybe more Sonoda, they want to see maybe Liam Lawson in the car, then, you know, I'm sure they've got, they've got to take consideration to that, whereas Williams don't have to do that as much with Mercedes, of course.
1: Yes, of course, because there's literally nobody ready in that sense for Williams or Mercedes, really. Best well... Really... <laughs> no, that's, we're not having that conversation. <laughs> if that happens before someone else gets put in that car, I'll be very surprised. Um, But, yeah, it's... A lot of dynamics are going to change in that team over the next eight, eight to nine months. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yes, notice how we spent what twenty minutes. Twenty minutes on that. that Yeah, because we have literally nothing else. Oh, before we get going, actually, speaking of Baku, three-year deal, you know?
0: Yeah, twenty twenty-six. They always do this on the next on the weekend, but
1: yeah, it's weird, isn't it? There was no mentions of it, which I, I basically wanted to say Baku was basically safe anyway. Mm But I wouldn't have thought it was, was st- in danger, yeah. Yeah, because it is one of the... I I think one of the better circuits on the calendar in terms of the actual layout. I, I really do like the layout. It's a very good challenge. It's the modern-day Monaco. But in terms of racing, it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, not, in, not in junior categories. It's, it's actually pretty pretty decent, I think. But
0: uh, I to that. Two things before we jump into the, the race of Baku. The FIA FI did announce a... Uh, uh, restart procedure change for uh, after obviously the Australian Grand Prix commotion says uh, <laughs> so restart procedure. So basically, what's going to happen is in the event of a standing restart following a race suspension, which so is after a red flag, safety car will be sent out of the pit lane 30 seconds in advance of the le- field leaving. The safety car's lights will be, will be extinguished immediately after the start, allowing the, the field to make their way around the track quick enough to generate sufficient heat in their tires. I don't think 30 seconds is going to be much enough of a head start. To get these tires no, before, they, just gonna say, before they catch up. So,
1: well, no, you need at least like forty-five. Seconds I would have said forty-five tires, or fifty. It, it, on the track. You need a lap. And <laughs> yeah. tires do not warm up that quickly. I'm sorry, probably I'm not that good. You
0: need to have some. You need to carry a fair bit of speed.
1: Yeah, literally, literally, you do. It's they just don't. You see them in qualifying, warming them up, literally going flat out, pretty much in some sections, weaving, trying to get the temperature. Yeah, you know, it. whatever. It's not going to work. We'll have to change it again.
0: <laughs> I guess it's a start, but yeah, I, yeah, I have, I have doubts. Especially at a track like, say, Baku, for example, could have been a very interesting uh, way to highlight this very quickly. <laughs> interesting,
1: Baku Formula One. Don't be silly.
0: Don't be silly. Uh, one more thing before we get onto that, though. Actually, this is actually pretty significant. This I didn't see. I didn't see this, see this talked about very much. Uh, FIA is relaxing some of the para-unit component rules. So instead of <laughs> three three of the turbocharger the engine MGU, h that's MG uh, up to four now we're going back to four i think it's the first time it's back to four since i want to say like 2018 or something like that
1: yeah any mentions of the control electrics that we've already changed on the ferrari and already got a penalty for
0: uh nope engine turbocharger <laughs> MGU, h mg UK.
1: yeah i saw this and i was like oh funny we're changing the rule after ferrari's already got a penalty but mm. of course it doesn't count for that one particularly component but Whatever.
0: Uh, 17 new dr- uh, drivers took new components this weekend, by the way. 17. The only three that didn't... uh Nars, d- 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 uh, L- they... Bottas and DeVries where the Everyone's not to take new components.
1: Does this mean then that they've obviously had to adjust the cost cap? No? Considering <sharp inhale> they have, they've added an extra unit. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Everyone takes a fourth anyway. Yeah, I know. But does that count into... Have they added the certain amount is going to cost onto the cap, or is it just? Yeah, you've got to work out for yourself. Uh, type thing. Such details have not been revealed as such. It's just. Okay.
0: It's just that they take the increase of them of parts. So, right.
1: There the you go. The last panel is basically what we're saying.
0: Uh. What was? We'll, 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 for now, we'll see. For now. <laughs> Uh, we got to Baku though, and I the first real rumblings of a Chai Leclerc move, but one I didn't really expect. It's Mercedes. The rumours began to kind of flare up a little bit. I, I,
1: I don't get why you didn't expect this. We've literally been on about it all all of last year.
0: I I the only reason I I the only reason I've complete discounted Leclerc for Mercedes, is because I still think Norris is the one that Mercedes should take. Oh
1: yeah, no, no, definitely. I, I I'm under that impression as well, but surely if the, in the conversation you have Leclerc in there as well, considering the circumstances at this current moment in time.
0: I mean, I like, guess I just, again, my, my re- re- reason for this, I, I always just thought Red Bull made more sense on that Right, especially when you got Verstappen reaffirming kind of that things are not definite. He could easily walk away and how people are surprised to hear him talk about him, maybe walk away after his current tra- contract in 28. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's after, it's only like, Norris only one year longer than Leclerc. And obviously the timeline's a little bit, a little different, uh, because he talked about he fueled this by saying that not yet was his was what he said to talk about um with talks with mercedes which is a, a very weird thing to say he did obviously reaffirm like he's committed to ferrari and then he pointed the ferrari badge after his, his poll up on friday uh, but then Toto wolf said that leclerc needs to be on mercedes's long-term long-term future radar
1: i hmm. oh, no, it definitely has to be it's not because it's. The thing is, with the driver market, as last year has shown, there isn't really much in terms of the pool. You've literally got the drivers that are on the grid and then nothing else for a couple of years at least yet. So you've, most of them drivers are sort of tied down, so you've sort of got to pick from what you've got. And the only two that really spring to mind are Charles and, and Norris, at this current moment in time anyway.
0: And hmm. uh, Wolf's comments on this, and this is an article on this from Scott Mitchell on the race. Uh, Wolf's comments were, Charles is a super guy and for the long-term future, someone you need to always have on your radar. And that's clear. But not for the short term and the medium term.
1: Yeah, that just makes sense. It's not ruling guitar, but he's also saying, yeah, one, it's not happening anytime soon. Yeah, but I sort of putting it under the carpet, but not, but leaving like a little little trail of it just open, just in case. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's
0: notable just because it's the first time we've really heard maybe the you know a possibility or a, a rumor that Leclerc and a Ferrari drive, or sorry, and Leclerc and a May drive elsewhere. It's the real first time it's kind of come out into the into the open paddock, so to speak, to actually discuss it. Hasn't been already on the table beforehand. So that I thought, I thought it was yeah. notable for that reason, just for, just alone. Obviously, his contract's of the end of next year, so it's going to happen a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Right, well, sh- should we get on to the running then of the Baku? Uh, I
1: think we need to clarify something before we even start. Oh, this.
0: yeah, this is really annoying. So we released a podcast on Tuesday, and at the time, and it didn't seem like it was going to happen because it was week of, and generally speaking, these things don't happen week of, uh, but everyone did announce the sprint format changes that we thought were going to be coming into place and then thought, oh, they haven't announced it, so maybe not. Uh, and then there was rumored, there the were reports that it wasn't going to happen this week. Uh, ended up then, the, a Tuesday afternoon, said, was really pissed me off. Um, they announced that they were going ahead with the new format. So we had qualifying on the Friday, they set the grid for Sunday, and then the sprint shootout on the Saturday to set the sprint race for... Uh, obviously the same day which wouldn't have any bearing on the sunday race So they did go ahead and through that one practice session um so i guess uh, thoughts having seen this uh, there's a great there's a great article on racefans.net it's from uh, claire cottingham and keith collentine get quotes from all 20 drivers about the format um <laughs>
1: So, One driver in particular was not very happy.
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's, from everything in between, uh, obviously Verstappen still steadfastly against. Uh, Alonso says... He literally said scrap it. He did say scrap it after he uh, finished third in the event on Saturday. Uh, Alonso, says, Alonso says he sees a point in doing it. Sign said if it makes the fans happy, we'll do it. Um, clerk and Perez were kind of the opinion that it's fine for a few events of the season, maybe three or four, but not yeah. long. It shouldn't take uh if for sunday should take priority uh i see for side of it in one sense where it do- we knew heading on to sunday that leclerc wasn't going to stand a chance um, it, yeah it, it sort of killed it didn't it it kind of I'm did honest. in the, the like it, we knew for stand is, a chance or sorry
1: leclerc yeah just because i i think the, the the actual qualifying the sprint shootout as such is the wrong way of doing it i don't really like that to be honest i preferred our suggestion of of one shot but it's better than what it was shall we say anyway um that the the one price session was good as as well i did i did enjoy just them sort of being stuck in if you've got the car set to wrong and you kind of kind of stuffed it um but the actual like overall event itself it just the the because there was no weather dynamic and the tires were well let's get the pirelli slander out of the way fucking useless, as shall we say. You couldn't use softs for more than six laps without them melting. The mediums could only do, what, 20, which was basically the sprint race, and then they started dying. They started dropping
0: dropping off in a 17-lap sprint.
1: Yeah, depending on your car. Unless you were on, like, the Aston or the Red Bull, you sort of Mm. really didn't suffer that much, but... And then the hards could do the entire fucking race, which makes no fucking sense, to be honest. I don't know how the softest tyres of the Pirelli range can can do that but whatever sort of it, i don't think it was the best place to start off the sprint the new style of sprint to be honest the track I, I think we're sort of noticing with this year's cars it's a lot harder to follow than what it was previously last year you could overtake a lot easier this year because they seem to have found new things which they're always going to do with more downforce the cars are struggling to overtake Especially when you're still behind a car that's very fast and the really yeah. line.
0: It's also hard to, it's hard to say because they shortened the DRS zone by 100 years this year as well. That's the other the problem. The, the problem is they, have, they haven't they have found a track that really works out other than Brazil. The, they keep changing Austria works,
1: I think. Austria and Brazil are the only two where I'm like. Yeah, okay, this works.
0: We'll see you again with they're doing it again in yeah. Austria this year, so we'll, we'll really see. But they need to find what tracks this works at and just stick with it and not chop and change the whole time. That I, I think that will they need to find tracks where they've got a good, great sense of overtaking, following tyres and strategy. Uh, they need and to figure the out, on, I mean, yeah, they need to figure out their tracks and stick with them rather than chop and change. Otherwise, it's just going to be it's because I'm I'm after seeing this weekend, I'm leaning more to the scrap element than before.
1: Because it literally added nothing. It took away from the show, if anything, personally. I like, I enjoyed having qualifying on a Friday, but the times, if I wasn't at work, then I wouldn't have been able to watch it. The timings were a little silly. Yeah. Two o'clock in the afternoon, um, which obviously makes the viewership go down across the world. Obviously, right, people are
0: working at that time, so it's... Yeah. So uh,
1: I know it was in Baku, so it, obviously it's not the best for Europeans, but everywhere else is probably okay. It's just... It just didn't seem to add anything to the entire weekend. Like The dynamic was nobody could really overtake once you've pretty much got the first lap out of the way, unless a safety car came out. In both races, it sort of didn't really do much, to be honest. So I would be more happier. Find four tracks throughout the season. I think four bit be the right balance. Yeah. Not too many, but not too little. Brazil definitely has to be one of them. 100% I think it's, it's literally perfect at Brazil because it's such a a short track with the amount of DRS zones, the craziness of Brazil anyway, the dynamic of the weather, the potential championship implications, the randomness like the Magnuson pole last year and all that kind of shit, spot on there. So if we get more like that, then I think we'll have a winner and then we won't, because it won't be as, as often, we'll have more of a good time with it and we won't be like sort of pissed off with it. I think six is far too many.
0: Four, six is too. I, I agree. It's far too many. I think three or four is a good spot.
1: Yeah, and they should be separated throughout the season evenly. The fact we're going to have what? Well, what is it? out of the yes. six events. So sprint events within the last five races or something like that. Yeah. So Austria is. is next, then Belgium.
0: That might not be our. That might, that might,
1: no, nah, might, Belgium be okay. might be all right. I think. Uh,
0: then, it as you say, ki- yeah. So Qatar and Qatar back to back, and then Brazil.
1: Yeah, not a fan of that. Not a fan of that at all. Brazil, fine. Qatar, no. Cota, maybe good, maybe, because the Cota is normally a good race anyway. But it it just doesn't seem to. I don't I don't know. It, it, I I just don't know what to say on the sprint. I'm sort of at a lost point with it because they're changing it that much. I think everyone's getting a little confused with it as well, which doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Like especially if you're a new fan and you started watching F one last year and then change the sprint yet again. And they're probably going to change it on the next sprint event we go to. Like they're constantly changing it; it just doesn't make any sense to me anymore. It yeah. should just be. It's... Yeah, after if it doesn't work after this year, I think we need to sit, take a serious look at it and say, right, we've tried; it just doesn't work. We
0: tried for three years, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, um, it's the...
1: if, it, if it just goes down to one event a year, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, just keep it. In keep it at Brazil. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. I think all the drivers would be happy with that, actually. So there is a little bit of variety throughout the season, but not too much.
0: I think Alonso put the best where he's like, the, the top teams have more to lose than anything else when it comes to this. Yeah,
1: because it literally offers the little teams nothing, unless there is a major dynamic, and there isn't one currently, because Red Bulls have basically taken up the top two spots, and then you can basically guarantee the other eight points positions because the other teams are that far in front of the midfield unless something happens mechanically or, or crash early on yeah it's basically basically done isn't it and the the is well,
0: not being set by the result on saturday is it's a double-edged sword and in, in one way is it can you know promote people to go for it in another in another sense what's the point because it doesn't we don't gain anything from this ultimately if you're outside the top 10
1: yeah this is where the reverse sort of comes into it. i think but and I think they do. Get, there is a point where something like that—not necessarily a full reverse grid—but something has to be tried to try and aid some form of getting a different result rather than having the same sort of. Well, because we literally had the same result basically from the sprint to the main race. Like I, I said a couple of cars changing here and there.
0: The general consensus is that. The drivers think it's an improvement on last year. On, on yeah, it's definitely format. an
1: improvement on last year. Completely agree with that. Um,
0: yeah, I'm beginning to... I think, yeah, this weekend was, a, for me, damaging for the sprint. I just, yeah, I just didn't... It
1: I, just didn't quite hit the spot. But yeah. Saying that, I don't think that is quite the, the actual sprint format itself fault. In one sense, it's a factor, but I don't think it's directly the fault. I think the organizers showing in that DRS zone sort of killed the race at the same time. Yeah. Being their usual shitters and just certain teams just being too far in front. Yeah. I'm
0: willing to give it, I I'm willing to give it an to pass to Austria, but it's, it's on thin ice for me.
1: Yeah. It's, it's got till the end of the year. I'm sure Brazil will redeem itself. Austria was always crazy anyway because the track, it's best at the short tracks. Is the is the sort of feeling I'm game where you've got three DRS zones, Brazil and Austria? They were both fun last year, so yeah. Sprint, you need to sort yourself out, basically.
0: Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, should we just move on to
1: losers into- of the weekend?
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say we move on to winners and losers of the weekend. We kind of incorporate a little bit here and there from the sprint, um, not as much. Uh,
1: was, well, starting off, uh, Sergio
0: Perez won the sprint. Have Charles Leclerc in second and then Max Verstappen then finishing the podium in third. And on race day itself, Sergio Perez again came out tops ahead of his teammate Verstappen. Charlie Leclerc running at the podium in the third. Alonso finishing fourth ahead of his compatriot Carlos Sainz in the fifth. Hamilton sixth. Stroll seventh. Russell eight. Norris ninth. And Yuki Snowden running at the points in tenth. Uh, obviously, just jump straight to winners lose at the weekend. I said it was too soon to call Perez the king of Baku. I st- I still feel that way. I still you, disagree. You, you can't, I disagree. You can't be called king of somewhere with only two race wins, you have to have at least I'm four. He did say two and a half, yeah, as well. It has he's to... not wrong. No, he's not wrong. Absolutely. Um, look, for just to, quickly on this. I don't think he'd be king of anywhere unless he win at least four races at one track.
1: Yeah, no, I, I don't even think he thinks that. I just think he enjoys the track more than others, and everyone else just sort of got on the bandwagon. Oh, he's one. He can only win at street circuits. Well, he's good at backfield. Five or six now. <laughs> yeah, it it is bizarre, but. I just think he's better on that type of road surface. If anything, with his tire management and just having a dominant car like the Red Bull on a weekend where Max didn't seem to quite have the edge like he normally does, which has sort of been a pattern this year, I think. I don't think Checo's really in the races anyway. Qualifying, I think Max is way better, but um, in the actual races, Max hasn't sort of had like this four-tenth advantage that we're used to. Mm, well, you which s- is rather interesting.
0: You say that, but like he probably did out qualify for in the in the sprint out.
1: He did, he did, yes,
0: and did. got the move done and the clerk pretty early on. and was able to maintain a gap. And to be honest, again um, looking at with the race on on the Sunday, you I think you would add him? Yeah, I, I think, think so. Personally. Like he was de- like for, they, he definitely for st- pressure for stepping into that stop. I think they were. I think they may have been worried about those two coming together on the street. Look, they've I understandably they've those two have had some flashpoints recently, and they've had. We're not, like, oh cheese, we're five years removed from twenty eighteen. What the hell? I don't know. Uh from obviously when Verstappen and Ricardo came together. Um now more than never, I, I that's compl- that's still Verstappen's fault, that crash.
1: Oh yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. Ricardo probably is probably like eighty twenty in the terms of Ricardo was just yeah, was trying a little bit too hard to get past, but at the same time you could sort of understand the frustration because he'd been shafted all race long. But
0: the more yeah. I think about that, the more I think it was completely unfair how Red Bull didn't threw Ricardo under that bus for,
1: the bus so for they that. They should have both been treated exactly the same in my opinion.
0: Disagree, Verstappen was clearly a fault.
1: No, no, as in the fact of they both took each other out in the sense of Verstappen was still directly at fault for the incident, I agree, but they should have both been given the same punishment at least. Instead, yeah. it was also choked at Daniel's door, which yeah. I think is personally wrong.
0: Anyway, I'm, sure I'm sure that maybe came to mind. <laughs> Yeah,
1: it definitely did because they definitely jumped the gun, hundred percent jumped the gun with with pulling Verstappen in. But you can definitely see why they did it to sort of avoid the potential conflict. And I think Verstappen doesn't seem to realise that yet that they sort of bailed him out, even though they already could see deliveries had stopped, which was I thought was a little bizarre.
0: Yeah, I think they were a little bit worried. And but like to be fair again, like it wasn't it turned it turned out not to be a fluke because immediately Verstappen overtook Leclerc on the restart. And yeah, basically they, they were easy. let loose and it was Perez that had the measure. Uh, it was close, about 1.3 seconds or so for a bit and then Perez eked out the gap and then, yeah, yeah coasted out to over three seconds and they were, it was relentless up there. Like it was, they were, they were going for it. Like it wasn't, it wasn't the whole yeah, position. It like it was fastest lap trading and Perez almost sliding into the wall and Verstappen having moments too. They were both pushing hard up there and Perez Just came Charles out him them,
1: Yeah, Charles asked him in the um cooldown room, was he like, guys both pushing and he was like yeah we were both going flat out pushing because Charles is obviously trying to gauge where Ferrari are at in terms of pace mm-hmm. so it was interesting to see that Max was like yeah we were both fully going for it I think Checo is better at driving that car instantly I think Max is, needs the three practice sessions to get the setup directly where he wants it in this year's car compared to last and I think he's quite as comfortable as Checo yet
0: it's the second race this season that Perez is just straight up out fast for Verstappen.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Whereas you wouldn't have got that last year. I don't think we saw that at all. No. Certainly not in
0: this early stage of the season. No, now, definitely not. We, we'd be careful in the sense because we we did see this from Bottas as well in, in 2019 against Hamilton. Taking a few pole positions. And, uh, and
1: then... Yeah, I don't think it's quite the same though, is it? Because I, think I just think Perez is just... I mean, he just had genuinely a good weekend, whereas Bottas was just yeah, boasting himself. Or well, Perez really hasn't done that. he's just sort of turned up and drove. Whereas Bottas would have soon like been like, "I'm Bottas 2.7 million or whatever." And, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just not. I, I, I get what you're saying, but I don't think it's quite mm. quite the same. Uh, it does. It does. It, it kind of
0: looking at this as it, it like it kind of makes me think oh what a bummer Australia was and when, when Perez had those issues. Yeah, and even he said like he needed to rebuild his confidence after that weekend. So yeah, rightly so. This is a huge result in that regard, and we've got it's the gap was only six points at the top. Like Russell taking fast lap away from Verstappen at the end helps Perez obviously. In between the, the few extra points he got over the sprint, six points. We've all of a sudden for just this moment we've got a little championship fight a little bit back on a little Thank bit. God. Thank God, because <laughs> it, it did like it did like what if Verstappen had won ahead of Perez that would have pushed over to twenty. Yeah. So, very much kind of somewhat game back on a little bit now. You would think so, but probably not. That's the thing. Like, I'm, you know, I, I don't want to get too it's far it's ahead. Very,
1: yeah. I want to say yes for the good of the sport, but I'm in the same mind. I'm like, when Verstappen sort of connects with that car and the fact we've had a month gap and we've got six, five races in six weeks, and some of them I think Max is better at naturally rather than. Miami last year, for example, Checo was fucking nowhere, um, and Max sort of dominated when he wasn't really favourite to dominate. Mm. It just, um, yeah, give give Max time, and I think we'll uh we'll see a different beast. And I think there's certain tracks where he's going to be like, I need redemption from last year, i.e., Monaco. So I think he still feels a little bit robbed of Monaco last year. It'd be interesting to see. But look, just like a
0: crevo from Perez to do that. Like yeah, yeah. I'd first... that
1: Perez's best weekend in F1. I don't
0: know. Like, this is the thing. Like, every time he wins a race, like, do you... I still think Singapore I mean, was the one that I thought was, yeah, this but is... He won
1: both races, Graham. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and over, over max on legit pace. You, Singapore, you sort of, um. I know the conditions are difficult and I'd say that's definitely second best weekend but that I just think on out and out pace, there's no external factors. He took the fight to Max and scored him pretty much. I want to say twice.
0: I'm waiting for the race where Perez has to overtake Verstappen to make a win. Yes. I, th-
1: I think that will be the definite. Yeah. But I don't see that coming in a stray fight. Yeah. yeah this is
0: cl- we got close to this. So this was as close as we're going to get. And then safety car came out and kind of, we'll see, yeah. we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, but like, yeah, fantastic from Perez. We've got a little bit of a of fight for now, anyways. and We'll see how it lasts. Uh, let's see. Let's let's reassess after the triple header. Let's. Yeah. Let's, Long let's, triple header. For yeah. Well, we've though. got back to back, two weeks off, and then
1: a triple header. So so yeah. stupid. These so come, goddamn stupid. He's come thick and fast. Uh, just had a month off for fuck's sake.
0: Anything else you want to add on Verstappen? Uh, very quickly, let's just talk about the sprint stuff with Russell.
1: Uh, do we have to? Uh, I, I, I want it to over dramatize.
0: Yeah, I want to ask a, a, I guess a, a kind of an alternative question that comes to this. Do you see this as a, this is Max Verstappen, this is a very hypocritical thing, or do you see this, yes. or do you see this as this is how much Verstappen has grown and matured that he's on the other side of this now, compared to when His he brain. first got into F one, where he would have gone for the exact same move, um, and maybe he would still go for the exact same move if, he, if the roles were reversed, which I think was Russell's argument.
1: It's a bit of both, I think. It's very hypocritical for him, of all people, to say it when he's literally made his reputation on being forceful in overtakes. But at the same time, you can sort of and un- un- why he's reacting the way he has because he basically lost himself. At least second in that race, I want to say, because he couldn't get anywhere near Charles really. Once he got within a second in the sprint, he sort of stalk. It's a big of- <laughs> It was a- as as the uh, many Twitter images of George Russell inside of Max's car. Have um, shown us how big that hole actually is. It, you can understand why Max was a little bit pissed off, but at the same time, it was a lap one incident. It was clumsy. Max didn't really give George that much room, to be honest. Sort of squeezed him to try and sort of pinch him against the curb, and that curb sort of sends people flying, as as Bottas and Kimi have seen, mm-hmm. Ocon and Checo have seen, it's and Piastri, Bottas and. Albon Albon saw today. It's always one of them. If you pinch someone on that curb, you're going to get contact somewhere along the line in that corner. So for me, it was an overreaction, a funny one, but (laughs) yeah, dickhead, dickhead. (laughs) But I can understand it from Max's point of view that he's sort of thinking long term. But at the same time, I can see it from George's side where I'm like, why is he crying about this of all things? Yeah, Russell kind of not taking him out of the race.
0: That's the thing. Like Russell kind of mentioned the championship angle of it as well. Um, was, was one of his arguments
1: yeah if it was later on in the season I could sort of understand the reaction
0: I can see from I, I do see it from both sides I don't think Verstappen is how much they stand on and at the same time you know he's not the same driver now as he was when he first got in the one that rubbed wheels with Vettel and Reichen in 2016 uh, when he got in the mix not there not even and... the same
1: one that went wheel to f- wheel with Hamilton anymore I, don't think. Well,
0: I mean I would I would I think, think that, that but the then, the year that ev- what do you think? switched do you not think Brazil last year was still indicative that they're still a little bit of that.
1: Yeah, but I, th- I think that was the moment. That was the only moment last year that I really saw that. But yeah, but they're never together. Was just old. I know, I know. But that's. I think he sort of realised this year that he can't really be like that if he wants to win the championship. It's just. Yeah, it's 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 very hypocritical from Princess George, to be honest. <laughs> uh, Did sorry. you see that? That's what he called him in the touch media. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, that's the thing like I think Russell would use like by the book defenses like uh, like alongside and all that we saw, we kind of saw that in France last year with Perez as well yeah. um uh, seems like the kind of a, uh, the annoying kind of driver to kind of come up against in that in that regard,
1: yeah of all people
0: uh did, did you maybe ask adam for stopping as well for the weekend uh was Perez he, obviously obviously
1: He's a winner but a loser at the same time, I think, because it could have been a bit, a bit a little bit of a better result. But at the same time, he's still got a second and a third. So yeah. can't really complain.
0: Can't complain too much. Uh, just, yeah, I don't think that's the Red Bull really. Yeah, just excellent drive from Perez and Verstappen. Yeah, I'm happy to take, happy to end up where he was. I think it would have been, I I do think it would have been inevitable regardless. If we did, we, I think it would have been interesting. Because uh, Alonso made this point after the race that because of the degradation on the heart was non-existent almost that it took the, yeah. the it took away certainly Aston's strength and I'm sure maybe, maybe possibly Perez's strength as well with the mediums which had definitely had more degradation on them yeah um, so because Alon- um, Alonso thought he could have got Leclerc had the mediums had not been cut as short Basically. essentially was what his, his argument was uh, let's give it away to Charlie the Clerk for the weekend uh, obviously he took pole, pole. both days yeah despite the the accidents the unconventional crash at turn five
1: yeah I've not seen that in a long ass time I don't think I've ever seen that actually yeah the back but uh
0: so Paul on Saturday obviously won the oh sorry no he came second at the sprint and then yeah his first podium of the season in, uh, in the third end for the actual race he doubled his points tally essentially from the sprint alone finishing second
1: yeah he literally got more points in that one sprint than he did the entire season so far so yeah. fantastic he was always going to be at the end of the day third was always going to be the best result possible to be honest wasn't it and the fact he got second in the sprint is uh, sort of telling of where that Ferrari's at but it's an improvement, so we'll take it. I think Charles is a little bit happier. And of course, he's charting at the moment with his uh, song was 23, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, that kind of blew up, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, he moves ahead of uh, Stroll on 27, and he ties with Russell on 28 points, and he's like 6 behind sights, so... Uh... Which
1: is shocking. Absolutely fucking shocking <laughs> to say he's done two fucking races. I'm sorry. <laughs> Get Berman in that bloody car for God's sake! In the Ferrari, yeah, do a better we'll, we'll, we'll job. to lose nah. soon enough? Well, well, we'll talk about that eventually. Uh,
0: yeah, Leclerc, he was a bit under. He, he kind of said he was fairly calm at the end, even though Alonso was. Alonso got within his DRS at the end there at the line. Yeah, it was six times,
1: <laughs> six times,
0: so have a lap, and I think he would have had him. But like I guess yeah. finally just a clean kind of weekend for Leclerc to kind of he to show the pace that yes they're very much on par with Aston Martin um, and not away from it as science has shown because again the only thing we've seen so far from uh, Ferrari in the Clerks hands is essentially Bahrain when the, he was running comfortably third and then dropped out with the with the failure so
1: yeah but that's the thing isn't it I think they've got the outright pace on Aston but Aston have got the tire away which sort yeah. of has been Ferrari's Achilles heel since these new regs came in mm-hmm. so obviously obviously as we saw. Last year, they sort of had the pace with Red Bull, but Red Bull had the better tire wear. Very much so. Sort of, sort, of, sort, of, sort of the same scenario again, because Alonso was catching him quite quickly at the end, but both bizarrely, own fastest laps towards yeah. the end of, the, of, a 50, of a 40 lap stint. Good job, Pirelli. Yeah, brilliant oh. stuff. I'm doing it again, Graham. I'm doing it again. Yeah. I'm going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But finally.
0: Uh, also, Leclerc took his 19th pole.
1: 19th pole and 25th podium.
0: It's crazy. Nineteen Bottas. That's a shame. Uh,
1: no, this is year, f- year f- five with Ferrari.
0: Yeah, year five a Ferrari. It was
1: bizarre, isn't it? Fucking bizarre.
0: The here's the thing. He's going to overtake pretty soon. I think this season is going to happen. He's going to overtake Valtteri Bottas for most poles uh, from a non-champion.
1: Yeah, Bottas he'll stay that way as well as long as he stays with Ferrari.
0: Bottas <laughs> holds that currently at twenty.
1: So he's one.
0: So yeah, uh, I I have to imagine. I think he's going to be another at least one or two. Based on in fact he could, the base that we see, he could actually steal one this weekend. I have to imagine that. I think there could be another two races in out of the flipping eighteen or whatever you got left. Uh, yeah,
1: there is no way that there isn't a red bull issue somewhere, and I'm pretty confident he can out qualify Perez. To be honest, oh yeah, and it's just Max.
0: So I think I, I think, think he'll I think he'll do that this year.
1: Yeah, because I want to say there is at least one more track where Charles is insane at because Baku has always been that one track where he's sort of...
0: Monaco's a good shout, in. too.
1: Bahrain, Monaco, Baku are the three that I'm you're right, right, Charles is, is going to be a beast here. He always is. And then it always goes pear-shaped at Monaco, as as we've seen. And Bahrain, pretty much the same, actually. <laughs> the weird
0: one was that Perez equaled Leclerc's win tally at six.
1: Yeah, Perez has probably got more wins from pole than Leclerc has from the clerk polls.
0: Well, I mean, that's not going back <laughs> far, unfortunately. He's got to this
1: weekend, for God's sake.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. But look, look, it's just a clean weekend for Leclerc, that's exactly what he needed. And, yes. Uh, fair play. God done. And show that the Ferrari isn't as awful as it has looked in Science's hands. Yeah. Uh, who else do you have as the winner of the weekend?
1: I'm going to give Aston one, considering the fact that they had Dearest failure mm. for most of the weekend. It didn't seem to affect them in the actual race, but... Qualifying, they, I'll, I'll be honest. The last person I expected to be giving advice to his teammate was Fernando Alonso. Of all people, giving Lance Stroll advice on break balance and working together and giving him slipstream and qualifying and stuff like that. Fair play, Fernando. Obviously, getting a fair a fair bag at the end of it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they they worked brilliantly together this weekend. I thought, yeah, and it was nice nice to see Stroll doing what. I think Stroll could maximise, to be honest. And Alonso, I think, was further up than the car warranted early on in the Grand Prix. Definitely not in the later stages, because the car was definitely third quickest overall. But I don't think it was quicker than the Mercs to start off with.
0: Yeah, they were out of like I think they were both out of place, given that they both did the DRS issue on the Friday. So they were both kind of making up some ground early on. Yeah,
1: and I think they were both managing as well, sort of letting the Mercs kill their tyres. And then, yeah, it just, yeah, it was. There isn't much to say on them because literally nothing happened. <laughs> I guess <laughs> it was.
0: Did. I guess it was nice to see Stroll play the same game, where it's like, I'm not going to attack Fernando, even though Fernando says he's welcome to try. lucky <laughs> he's
1: <laughs> <laughs> just has that little cheekiness, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, also, yeah. not a fan of all the Taylor Swift references we've had this weekend, by the way. That's still that stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that went a little overboard.
1: One or two, fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> It was literally constant. I saw a TikTok, a two-minute TikTok of them yesterday. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I think obviously fantastic move from Alonso to slip through the inside of a napping Science, if we're honest, into Turn Four. I, I,
1: I think Science was sort of not wanting to overtake Charles, and then sort of like left him vulnerable, and then Alonso sort of yeah, yeah, doesn't need there. a
0: second invitation to do so. So that was a great, that was a very good move. You don't see two many. I guess you see a few if you switch back, a
1: but of the weekend, I switchbacks. Take of weekend for God's sake. Yeah, of the ten that we got. <laughs>
0: The tire wear stuff that his comments earlier from Alonso was interesting uh, with regards. Yeah, they lost. I think they probably did lose out on meetings with degradation, and then that stint game cut short of the safety car. But ultimately, yeah, yeah like you like you, like you mentioned, like the kind of Alonso ended up where he probably should have. Uh, Stroll I think could have finished with Hamilton if he hadn't made the mistake. It was one of those races that if you were ahead, you had to stay there. I think science is a good indication of that. That he was uh, I think if Hamilton got away from science. It was able to get past. I think he would have escaped into the air in front of him.
1: Oh yeah, he pissed away.
0: So pissed I away. I think Stroll that one mistake probably did cost him in the end that p P six, but still the thing
1: is that I think if Hamilton gets past Science, then I think Science takes down to eight quite easily.
0: Yeah, it would be interesting to see. Uh, look Russell ultimately Russell's gonna get by Stroll in the end and so
1: Yeah, the just the mercs just don't seem to have the uh the edge in terms of mm. straight line but it's funny that when you when your car at the correct ride height you can actually be competitive <laughs> isn't it? Weird that.
0: Uh, first non-podium finish of the, the season for Alonso in fourth there.
1: But still fourth so. But
0: like yeah he was Comfort- comfortably third right the there. Yeah. Uh, comfortably third yeah he's on 60 points and Hamilton's next on 48. Yeah.
1: So. It must mean Ocon's an amazing driver to be building <laughs> this calibre of driver. That's I'm of, not being sarcastic there i agree. No, agree. Of course. That's my legit thought. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, I'm with you not much to say past the Martin. To be fair, I'm going to yeah, give a win yeah. of the weekend to Yuki Tsunoda.
1: Um, yeah, I think you have to at this point, definitely. Considering, definitely, considering he was snake, he was crabbing the car in the sprint. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, I think yeah he's he's probably the one driver that benefited the most from the sprints not having any effect on the Sunday.
1: Yeah, uh, he definitely did. Red flag knocked him, him out, out
0: in Q one. or game yeah, shootout, quality one, and then yeah, some guy took him out in the uh, race
1: two. Yeah, he's so done with him already.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, but look, he's he's just very like nothing to like. There's nothing to say about his race. Like he was just sat in that Ocon Hulkenberg Norris train, and he was, just, and yeah. then with both Hulkenberg and Ocon having to pit, then just uh, pit, moved up to tenth, and there you go. There's your race. Like that was literally it. His qualifying really did, uh, and look, Sonora goes well around here. That we've seen that in the past as well, so. But AlphaTauri did look much better this weekend. We'll see how. Uh, what were their upgrades that they brought? I have a look on the races article on this the Alpha. Oh, look, a lot of these brought track-specific. There's at least rear two or wings. three parts. Uh, do, 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 where is AlphaTauri on this list? Uh, ba, 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 boom. Uh, rear cascade of winglets and deflectors been further optimised around the new floor it's used in Melbourne. So, yeah. So some, uh, I guess, modifications coming for an update that came from Melbourne. But they definitely look much better, and I think their season begins to look a little bit more upward now. Certainly in Sonoda's hands.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any way they're going to get anything, to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, so um,
1: not looking great. Just
0: it's just another great drive from Sonoda. Um, just outperforming that car. Like you, can, do you think it. of the cars he finished ahead of, like Piastri, Albon, Magnussen, the two Alpines, um, you know, the two Alfa Romeos. I think he's. To an extent, that like he's punching above the weight of the car, so that's that's great. He's had, he's had a great start to the season, has Sonoda. I'm looking forward to seeing him if he, if he can keep it up, because that's been the issue, but it was always going to be the case, it wasn't it? like one driver's always going to look better than the other, in, in the sense that it was going to be either really good and really bad for one driver, so to speak, in their match-up, and Sonoda's the one that's uh, is coming out on top here. Yeah. So, excellent result for him. It's only one point, but it's back-to-back points, and... That's um, again, it's boosting his stock, and that's never a bad thing in F one. No, Certainly, I think, especially in the, given the struggles with his teammate. Uh, who else do you have as a winner of the weekend?
1: Norris and McLaren, in general, actually, because I'm going to tip my hat off to Piastri, considering the uh, weekend he's had, where he's literally been throwing his guts up. Yeah. According to Marweber webber, has lost three kg in weight. Um, so fair play for um, near enough getting in, near enough got into Q three. Should have got into Q3 by rights for the for the sprint, but of course McLaren got it the wrong way round, and Norris got through even though he couldn't take part yeah. in that Q3, which is also a stupid rule. Um,
0: that'll be tweet. I think that'll be tweet. Yeah, it needs to change.
1: Um, so yeah, Piastri 11th place, best he could have really got considering the other cars in front of him and where he was physically, because he just did not seem like he wanted to be there. <laughs> so to finish where he did is is fair enough. And um, Norris, qualifying fantastic um, for the actual race, that is. Um, and then just, yeah, sort of stuck behind Hulkenberg for the entire race on Sunday's race. And then the upgrades just seem to have taken them to where they should be,
0: I think. That was the thing Norris said. Like, it's, we're starting with the car we should have. We have the car now we should have been starting the season with. Mm. That's the thing.
1: So I'm happy to see them. They're not at the front of the midfield, I don't think. Because like, I can't tell you he was at the front of the bloody midfield.
0: yeah, it's, it's hard to gauge because when you've they got Alpine did Ju it in the wall. yeah, they didn't re- McLaren didn't really get to show their true pace because like they were stuck behind that ocon Holkenberg thing. Um, the yeah. one thing that was apparent, their straight line speed looked pretty poor, uh, even yeah, they were like Norris dope. was in DRS of Hulkenberg, and Hulkenberg was out of DRS at Ocon at times and could, like five six tenths back could not get by Hulkenberg. it was bad.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I saw a graph that they were the slowest in the speed traps, but that's something they can work on, I um, guess.
0: Bit, yeah, a little draggy from from that point of view. But generally speaking, like I think a good weekend for McLaren. I just yeah,
1: I, I needed one.
0: Yeah, look, a few Much extra points, one. and obviously Alpine didn't score any points either. And look at the standings, and there's like obviously Melbourne was huge for them. They're still fifth. They're fourteen points in fifth. So. Yeah, which is that Alpine are just on eight. Oof. But, uh, look, a good weekend for them, I think. Norris was very honest about the thing. Like he said, the update didn't feel much different. Didn't feel a lot different in the car, but it was. You could tell it was making up time.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. It was, it was at least. A, Ted said it was at least a two tenth game.
0: Yeah, but I Norris said the it. car felt pretty much the same. Uh, but the performance <laughs> was just there, so.
1: Yeah, which is good. Yeah, his yeah.
0: assessment. I think. I think his brutal uh, honesty in the assessment of that car, I think, is is a good thing for McLaren. Yeah. No point drumming doing. it up to what it is. He feels exactly the same, he's exactly the same. He doesn't like the car, he doesn't like the car. Yeah. But a uh, good weekend for them nevertheless. Uh, but certainly I think I still think they're I still think their car characteristics of that car I think carry over from last year is that they're quicker in qualifying than they are in the race.
1: Agreed. Yeah. And that's... that car is not fourth or fifth fastest in qualifying. No, absolutely yeah, right, not. Sorry. Well Norris
0: then he should have had fifth or fourth.
1: He said fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Which
0: is bizarre. In qualifying. But...
1: I don't have any more winners. I have a lot of in
0: betweens. Mm-hmm. I have a Hulkenberg's race pace in between. I've a Mercedes in between. I have
1: science in between.
0: Oh, well, I would not have science in between.
1: <laughs> well, I'm being kind, uh, um, Mercedes, um,
0: very quickly, just, I mean, not like there. I guess we're looking forward to seeing them at Imola more so than anything else.
1: I'm looking looking forward to seeing a Mercedes, Graham. What <laughs> are you talking? To? Uh, yeah, I
0: don't know why I was thinking there. Um
1: so all weekend. Like Hamm- like to Lewis, yeah, Hamilton, Yeah, Hamilton
0: had the measure yeah. of uh, Russell. Um, Russell got knocked out in Q two, which was an ideal. Hamilton was like it was only 4,000 or something. Yeah, it's crazy it close. Familiar. Funny. Um, <laughs> and then Russell kind of Russell really lost out Like he Obviously Russell gained on Hamilton lost out quite a bit or Actually quite lost out quite badly With the with, He was struggling on tyres Alonso was about to get him uh, They came in early And then De Vries came out And they lost places to Alonso Sainz To 11 Stroll minutes. And uh, Russell And obviously The, the non-stopping uh, Ocon and Hulkenberg Yeah so, he so, got some yeah. of those back. I think he was definitely quicker than Sainz, just couldn't get done.
1: Yeah, just the straight line speed.
0: And then Russell just didn't really have it, really, compared to Hamilton. Uh, just couldn't get done. He, he had the he had the track position, just mm-hmm. lost out. And a feisty move from Hamilton down the inside of Russell as well.
1: Yeah, fair play. Russell actually, tried to cover it Lewis off. Actually, yeah, Lewis actually made a good overtake. I was surprised. Yeah, that was nice. Um, yeah.
0: I don't have anything else to say about Mercedes in that regard. They are just kind of in the know. middle. Um, the Hulkenberg thing good race pace really good race pace for a lot of it keeping up with Ocon. um a heavy and obviously like a revised alpine as well like they've got they didn't have the weekend they wanted but they've got confidence in those updates uh and they say they're doing what they should be doing you should really get a chance to see it from anyone but hulkenberg was keeping up pace for a lot of it, died at the end with the tires fell away very much no
1: so no surprise with the fact they had done the entire fucking race on them
0: yeah they were <laughs> dying for a safety car and it never came but yeah i thought good race pace regardless from from them
1: and... Yeah, way better than what happened in the sprint, where his tyres literally yeah, fell off the
0: cliff. That was bad, uh, but a lot happier on the hearts. And he had a much better race than Magnussen did, who had a f- one or two errors, and then Magnussen got stuck behind the middle of the road. Williams, I would say, yeah, twelfth uh, for Albon, qualified seventh. Was going to be difficult to stay there uh, in the end for the. Oh, sorry, he was twelfth, twelfth, no seventh in the sprint shootout, <laughs> given Not the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, as predicted they were a thorn in the side of Alpine uh, not not predicted for Alpine but just in general straight their straight line speed obviously was a pain and Alpine tried to undercut twice and failed because uh, no one else the two stop essentially and uh, yeah so uh, no, Gasly someone did well no, no, yeah <laughs> <laughs> different different loser um, they played once with uh, Gasly to try and undercut Albon that didn't work they tried it again Albon didn't stop again and then Gasly spent a few laps trying to go, overtake Sargent. Eventually, got through. Uh, but yeah, so middle of the middle, middle of the road for Williams, I would say.
1: Yeah, um, just unlucky with the wing damage. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It would be interesting to see because uh, Albon was only a couple of seconds behind Piastri uh, for an. Yeah,
1: I think he would have got Breeze past Piastri as well if he was uh, in DRS. Because yeah, I'm McLaren against the slowest the the slowest car in a straight line against the fastest car in a straight line is uh, something I would have been quite interested to see.
0: I would lean Logan as a more like on the bottom end of meh to loser, given that he crashed in Come, sprint yeah. shootout, and then that meant he couldn't partake in in the sprint, which more it's, it which didn't really cost him points. It just meant it, it just lost him a chance for extra running on mediums.
1: Yeah, but the, the thing is, he's done well not to been able to now, so it was always going to happen at some point. Just pushing that a little bit too hard, so now he knows the, uh, the limits of the car. But yeah, yeah. considering.
0: Uh, loser of the weekend uh, sorry for Carlos Sainz who finished a whopping 24 seconds behind his teammate in the race Um, he has a teammate? yeah wow jeez 8 tenths off of pole in the end was Sainz talked talked about damage limitation he's not comfortable in that in that car Um, he just doesn't have the confidence and this is not great again his contract not up until the end of next year but not looking good not looking great uh, not, and obviously look we talked about team principal stuff obviously science is not the source driver or choice no that was Bonato's uh, so this is not great and science needs to find our, our remedy in a hurry because that kind of deficit is not acceptable he's gone away with it up till now because Leclerc has had problems but this, we've got problems we've got, we've got he's got he's, he's got big problems
1: you, you know exactly what I'm referring to <laughs> I do. my very my very used um, picture from trying to survive
0: it's not great for science and he needs to book up, idea, book up his ideas in a hurry
1: yes especially when a certain junior is um, performing the way he did this weekend it, it, it's not not a good look Here's the thing
0: with, with that. Behrman wouldn't replace Sainz in the Ferrari. No, but he would no, he, wouldn't. He, could, he could come into F1 next year and then That's go up thing. in the next year for 24 when his, or when his contract expires for 25, just amazing. like Leclerc oh. did in 2018 to 2019. Yeah,
1: and I'm sure Fred will be looking at it if things continue to go the way they are. He's got to.
0: like, Obviously, like you've got Norris coming up as well, possibly, as, a, as an interesting thing. Heck, you could even talk yourself into maybe even taking Perez if you wanted to.
1: Oh, yeah, if he gets chucked out. Do you know what I mean? take for us. Yeah, just for a year anyway, whilst we wait for Ollie.
0: Or, of course, you could have the fabled Lewis Hamilton rumours.
1: Thing is, I'd take Lewis over Science right now. Of course you would. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to beat. be honest, no, no. I know. I I don't know what, what to say on Science. So I, I know he's not confident with the car, and he you just can't piss about at the minute. I know he's not doing terribly, considering he's still finishing the races and what have you, but... And I just know he's not getting the maximum out of the car. And I don't think he's very happy at Ferrari currently. But saying that, who is? So <laughs> things might change. You know, now. you've got, I, I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt like I did last year. But when we get to race eight or whatever and it's the same story, then it's um, one race win in, two, in three years isn't really going to cut it for me, to be honest. But saying that, the close not really want money more than that, to be fair. But you would expect at least a few second places in there.
0: The, the problem is that this shouldn't be happening at this point of the season. Like, the cars are largely similar to last year. He, I mean, you thought ha- he had turned a corner at the midpoint last year from Canada onwards, essentially. He was much much better than his start at times. And I don't
1: know, Silverstone were the standout ones. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. And again, he shouldn't even have won at Silverstone. <laughs> no,
1: but he was still in, at, least, at least in the mix. Yeah, to be in the very mix much to so. Get, to get there. You yeah, know what I mean? but Definitely. He's uh, not even in the mix, man. Well no, he, on our close. rate pace on that top eight, he would have been eighth. Oh yeah, there was
0: he was Hamilton would have pissed into the distance. Straw would have gone ahead, and Russell would have gone ahead too, if if they had the chance.
1: Yeah, it's it's really not a good look. He could sort of get away with it last year because Ferrari was comfortably comfortably the second quickest team for a lot of the season. Whereas now there's four teams in the mix, so he can't really do it. and He's going to get shown up. I think Norris will get more out of that call currently.
0: Cool. Yeah, absolutely, he would. Um, just it just goes back to show like I I, I remember saying, being vehemently in this point at the time, but to ever suggest that science is on the same level as Leclerc after twenty twenty one was utter lunacy, just madness. No,
1: in, ter- in terms of, it's, it's lunacy, I agree. But I will give science the due respect. He did do well that season. Fair enough. Yeah, like, he, he did, did well good season. Yeah, but I'm not gonna. I was never going to say he's on the same talent level. As, as the club, because that's just clearly incorrect. Yeah, he just, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Barry can't. Ikon Alonso, yeah.
0: Yeah, needs to step up as he did hurry to science. And uh, luckily for him, he's got a race next week to do so. Probably won't do it then either. So we shall see.
1: Wherever uh, drew a science crash.
0: Has been a while. when was the last one we had? Has been a while. Yeah. 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 And look, it could happen. He's trying to push himself hard. You know, to try and make up for some of these these lackings that he's having. And yeah, you could easily see it, and it only tailspins from there. Literally. A loser the weekend for uh, Alpine. Um, promising A new upgrades. Uh, how,
1: how did this go again? So we had. The thing is, I'll, I'll cut Ock on some slack because I don't think he personally did anything wrong. He was in the mech category because he was sort of shafted by in qualifying, he was sort of held in the garage because of the potential hydraulic issue that caught fire to was it in qualifying or was that practice he was um, held back anyway he ended up losing out um yeah gassy was then,
0: on the last day in practice and then crashed in qualifying
1: yeah and then and then i
0: can't take the pit lane stash
1: for some reason i don't know why i don't know if that's just the same reason as hulkenberg
0: hulkenberg was set up changes
1: yeah whatever that was the same sort of scenario. Hülkenberg's
0: thing was, like he mentioned, that they tried something different to go in a different direction with the setup and then ended up going back to the australia Jedi one and it was obviously it was, it was very clear which was better.
1: Yeah, because obviously the one practice session sort of screwed everybody in terms of getting what they like in the car to sort of try it and then you sort of stuck with it, to mm-hmm. be fair. But yeah, I, I will say, I will bump back on himself up to Matt for the fact that he literally did nothing wrong himself, actually had quite a solid race. To be fair, yeah, just the uh, safety card didn't come out for him. Yeah, just didn't happen. So, whereas Gasly, <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, just yeah, like their there, like their whole thing is like obviously they had an exhaust issue, uh, and then Gasly crashed in qualifying and then couldn't get anything done in the in the either race really, and then tried to undercut the Williams twice and failed. So, got stuck on another one. <laughs> yeah, for more last than the he would have liked, and ended up finishing 14th in the end. So, yeah, not great. Uh, not great for, for... It's just a wasted weekend. Like, they, they should have had a good point to finish in Australia, and that went away for reasons. And then, yeah, they, they had... Pro- I, think they're pro- they're, I think they're happy with their updates. I think they are promising. It's just they showed absolutely nothing with them this weekend. Yeah. So we'll see how they get on in in Miami. But, I, yeah, I'm pretty confident it'll be better than, than P15 and
1: P14. Mm,
0: definitely. Uh, do uh, Alfa Romeo...
1: Uh, just on a whole, I, again, it's I won't throw Joe into this. Because yeah, because I think Joe saw sort and of maximized what he could. But it's... Bottas, man, what the fuck?
0: And it's another. I know he had damage in Jeddah, but another like what was the explanation this three time? Three
1: stops. What the? I know, probably a two stop. I'd be like, All right, fair enough. Tires just died. The car isn't going on tires fine. But the fact he had to pit three times and was just dead last. <laughs> yeah, Bottas, man. Do, do you know what I think was good?
0: like Alpha may have certainly dropped Sam's off coming. yeah I thought the same thing I thought in the race like a couple more like these like I think we're going to get a Bottas retirement bombshell not even a bombshell announcement no. this year I think it's happening
1: I, I think Joe's safe that's the thing
0: I think Joe is safe I think the place is
1: going to be I think Bottas is going to go and if Teo finishes top three I think yeah I think it's pretty much done and dusted isn't it Without yeah because you, you, you I'd hedge my bets on Joe for another year at least and probably wait for Science or Norris to try and potentially lure them with the Audi sort of stuff is what well. mm. I'd hedge my bets with
0: yeah I think it's coming I think I, th- I think you're right I think you mentioned I don't remember what race it was I think the bot hasn't mentally checked out I think it's done
1: I think seem.
0: why where's that fire like I just don't see that fire at any sort of passion or it's giving me Kimmy
1: vibes do
0: you know like I just I, I think mean, that's he's it just,
1: he's just there for the payday yeah at the end of the day
0: I think that's it. I and think just
1: to drive the car <laughs> and travel. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think I think he enjoys cycling more with his missus. Do think that's it?
0: the thing? Like I think he's got I think he's got enough interest of outside of F1 now. He's got enough pay to finance whatever he wants to do, coffee wise or of cycling or whatever. I just think yeah. I just think there's more in his I just think there's more going on outside like I don't know of course, but like, I just think he, life on the outside looks better than life inside F1. And that's I'd love
1: fine. to see him in supercars. <laughs> I, th- I think that's a, if he's going to go to australia and just go in, because Bottas do that yeah you'll get swallowed alive <laughs> oh jeez imagine uh, to be to be fair in the race he did sort of get absolutely plonked in the first lap the start wasn't his fault yeah but like, yeah. everything
0: after that was not I, great. D- I,
1: I want to say that maybe gave him damage but not enough to pit three times man jesus christ but we could be wrong. We don't know the full picture, and I didn't see the car once, apart from when it got lapped or came into the pits.
0: Yeah, uh, it was bad. I think Alpha may have generally dropped quite nastily here. They're kind of in the mix with Williams and AlphaTauri for the
1: worst of the bunch. Seidel is a fraud. I
0: think he might. Yeah,
1: maybe he is. <laughs> <laughs> Fred's left him in. So
0: yeah, <laughs> take it. Oh dear. See, so you're yeah, not yeah, great. Should we move on
1: to comfortably. The worst driver of the season so far?
0: Oh, yeah, Nick DeVries. Yeah. yeah. Not great uh, again.
1: Someone say Kiwi's coming for your seat.
0: <laughs> Not great. Um, what, crashed in okay. qualifying?
1: Right, that, that I can cut him some slag for that. Right, fine. One crash, fine. But to crash twice, crash into his teammate. Crash into his teammate, take his teammate out of the sprint, and just genuinely dren- can't talk generally be shit like he has been it yeah I say I say that Australia wasn't his fault but
0: no but it's not like is it isn't like it's not as if he wasn't showing good flashes of pace anyways
1: I mean everybody's been t- impressed by his talking but I've literally seen nothing on track where I've been like wow okay yeah you're a you're a quality former e-driver <laughs> you no know I mean I, I just think weck is calling the freeze unfortunately I think that's, that's your limit.
0: Or back to form, E.
1: Yeah. I, I, I just think... It just doesn't... I think he's sinking and it's um, not going to work out, unfortunately. I know it's
0: early and it's time to turn it around, but I'm not... I've I'm not, not no, I'm liked not what I've seen and I think he has reason to be pretty worried.
1: Yeah, I think we've been a bit hasty with the uh, all the... Pre- well, not necessarily us, because we were very... Sort of we were, stand-off. yeah,
0: we were on the fence with this. Cause like, it's like, like either it could work. It could it's like either work. he's amazing and, and he like because team, teams love him. Like teams have loved him.
1: Like there, there was literally nothing to lose, shall we say, in doing this. It could have worked or doing it, or it out panning out like it has now. But it's just a little bizarre that it's gone this badly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, could some slack he is only four races into his career. But if it's like this for the rest of the season, and oh boy. Oh dear, dear, dear.
0: Yeah, not not great. Um, I don't have anything else really from this from this race. No, that that
1: was race ratings, sprint race, and a ah, oh, jeez, um, yeah, a, five was, for it's, both. It's a solid three for both for me. Yeah. Five. Also, the um, the stewards, Bravo for a the absolute force that was the Ukichinoda stuff in the sprint. Why the fact he was allowed to go out the garage, uh, go out the pit lane, and then carry on round, and we had to wait an entire two fucking laps instead of him being told that he's got to pull over? is fucking bizarre to me. Yeah, he should um, have pulled
0: off at the end of turn turn two and just be done with that. It's one of yeah, the bare places you can pull off three. into.
1: You know, turn three and four. There's literally full on car parks you can start. Oh no, in. it was it was
0: very clear after coming out the pits that he was it was. was fucked. yeah, so. and
1: then. Yeah, they they were just very slow this weekend. Very very slow on recovering cars. I know it's difficult, but geez, I'm not going to fall them for bad. that.
0: Baku is a nightmare for it.
1: It is, but it took nearly thirty seconds to call a safety car for Devries, for God's sake.
0: To be fair, it was. I to be fair, it wasn't clear it's that he straight had clipped, away. I don't know if it was clear he had clipped the barrier. The tire wasn't that arseways that you could see all his the tire. I
1: saw it straight away. It was literally on the piss? <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh well. But, g-
0: yeah. I-, I don't think they did too badly. There are tracks where, like at Silverstone, for example, where it's a lot slower.
1: The best, the best stewards in the world.
0: Yeah, best marshals you mean.
1: That's the <laughs> one.
0: Uh, yeah, I've nothing else to add on Baku. It was disappointing. For the second year in a row, really.
1: Yeah, really not great for one on a, on a whole. But
0: anyway, yeah. um, shall we move on then to um, F two Formula Two. Very quickly. Not much to say. Like,
1: There's literally nothing to
0: say. The, the, yeah, one flashpoint really on the sprint race was the flipping Roy Nassani, man. Absolutely. ah oh, Crashes. Funny. Man, my favourite two drivers in F2 are Dennis Hager and Victor Martins. It was painful to watch them crash into each other in Australia.
1: The thing is, Dennis did it all on his
0: own. <laughs> they did. We're running one and two. Do you want to blame Pirelli? Can we, can we blame Pirelli for this
1: shit? No, because... Everybody else managed to escape. Yeah, because they, they were just because they went they, too deep.
0: Yeah, I think they escaped because they had to. They were breaking behind and they could adjust.
1: Well, but and Vesty managed it. They were literally at the incident as it was happening. Like, it, I, I just wanted to say everybody just went that little bit too deep. They should have known they're on cold tires and they're driving on fucking Pirellis for God's sake. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's a fact. Dumas needs to fucking sort himself out. Jesus Christ, man.
0: Yeah, another bad What is going on here. with him? What is going on? Where is he in the standings after this? He is 13th. He's not a, he scored us this weekend as well. He scored four points in the last uh, four races, like sprint and feature.
1: I want, I want to say some of it is down to virtuosity. It's got to be,
0: got to be virtuosity related.
1: Yeah. doesn't make sense. He has been tapped around in a couple of races. I'll give him that, but it's just absolute shambles. Um in terms of that regard. Fantastic performance from Behrman. Probably one of the best I've seen in terms of domination, especially in qualifying. I was absolutely baffled. Yeah, that was one, that was one of
0: the better F2 laps, I think, in context I've seen in a while.
1: For for context, if people haven't seen or don't know. Crashes, well, I say taps the wall on his previous fastest lap attempt and bends the steering and then still manages to take pole never seen anything yeah like that it was before.
0: crazy <laughs>
1: absolutely ridiculous and then was very fortunate in the sprint I will say that but he was looking quick and he's yeah. on for a podium like, would you be fair like, he
0: sized up the he obviously completely inherited the podium spot with uh, Hauger and, and Martins crashing out but very much very well measured his move against Vesti into out of turn 4
1: oh yeah it was spot on and that won absolutely the race obviously
0: in the end because the City hadn't been deployed at that point
1: yeah yeah, it was It's the fir- it was very close to becoming the first ever F2 driver to do a full Grand, Grand Slam. He just missed out on the fastest lap. Mm. That was the only thing he was missing.
0: Well, he went to Fittipaldi in the end, didn't it? Yes. Uh-huh. Um,
1: was it Fittipaldi? I think it was no. Fittipaldi. Um, Hajar. Whoever, one of the two that pit for softs. Because mm. it was a Wasser and Hajar. Yeah, it was a Hajar. You're right. Yes.
0: Uh, to do, yes. Obviously, nice weekend for him. Obviously, look, he, he was the driver we talked about after Melbourne, like as a driver, him and Martans, I think were drivers that had shown good pace, but their season had shown nothing for it. So Baron had only three points to show after three rounds, he's vaulted himself up now with into fourth place on forty-one points. So uh, obviously taking twenty-eight on the weekend, so fantastic weekend for him. Very much getting himself into Literally, the
1: mix. One point off the maximum.
0: <laughs> yeah very much so so an excellent weekend it just shows how quickly your, your season can turn around in F2 with a one weekend yeah, like that it is um, it's, it's insane now rare exception not everyone wins the two races obviously we saw Djokovic do it last year but Djokovic very much went out and did it uh, Behrman kind of yeah like I said a bit of fortune with the with the sprint but good weekend for him good weekend for Portia I would say pick up a P, uh, what, a P3 in the end yeah. So good points for him out of that race. So he he uh, takes back the lead of the championship ahead of uh, Iwasa who went scoreless over the weekend. And it could be for Vesti too, who's beginning to st- begin to make his case a little bit more. Now that's three good solid feature races in the row. Obviously one in, in Jeddah uh good result in Melbourne and a good result in Baku as well. So he's got some good points, he's on sixty two points. Yeah. So I still think no one's really out of it, so it's speak. Really like even like no, it's
1: way too early. Like way too early.
0: The standings is Porcher sixty five, Vesti sixty two, Awasa fifty eight, and Behrman, forty one, Miney, forty one, I and mean, I even go as far as to say it's Haugen, Leclerc and Boschong are not out of the mix with really. like a good weekend of his team, you can get you twenty plus Hel- points.
1: Hauger deserve more, but yeah,
0: yeah, oh, I'm I'm so annoyed because he could be like, if he'd won the sprint, he'd be on forty eight points, which would put him fourth. It's just yeah. so annoying. I'm flipping oh, poor Martins got disqualified from the feature eight having finished fourth. He can't catch a break this season.
1: Well, shouldn't run illegal parts, Graham, shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> shouldn't spin out from Peter. Yeah, I'll give him that in Jada. But, yeah. Ugh, but so... at the same time, he's not going to progress with Alpine anyway, so there's no room. Yeah, so... yeah. It's, <laughs> it's... What difference does it make? He can be there for another five years, he's still being F2. <laughs> yeah,
0: good point. Uh, yeah, do you mean really... oh, anything else to add? I don't really back back in F2. No,
1: the, the actual feature race was shite. Um, sprint race was only good because of the crash. Um, yeah who else yeah. went off at the end of turn one
0: Leclerc Portier,
1: Leclerc Portier. Dugan got spun out or spun himself out and then obviously yeah like, Hauk got himself out Martans Deruvula the collected by Martans oh yeah like, that was prop, props to the uh, Halo once again yeah a anyway. big win for the
0: Halo there that was, yeah
1: that was that. that would have been Deruvula gone
0: that would have been pretty bad yeah don't have to think yeah. about what could have happened there so yeah excellent one for the Halo once again
1: uh, these guys are back
0: in action again in Imola so Little
1: break. Yeah, you yeah, can't wait to see more no overtaking. Um,
0: <laughs> last, but not least, on my nose here before we preview Miami. Um, obviously, the F one Academy took place at the Austria, uh, Austria this weekend. Um, oh, did it? Yeah, did it? It didn't. Yeah, did it? I no, no, We've we no, we no record of it uh, because it's not flipping televised. streamed or televised. And that's a massive loss. That's stupid. You can't. You can't have, you can't ha- you can't be pushing your female junior series essentially as part of your F one. You made a big stink about this last year. Fine, good. Good no W series this year, so you know this is your, this is your, the pinnacle of seas- uh, single seater female racing. And the fact that it's not televised is an absolute shambles.
1: I've recently read though it's apparently a, an ongoing thing where Sky are claiming the rights to it, even though FOM is saying no. So yeah, it will it, it, be like it will be televised,
0: but just not right
1: now. Yeah. But that's but still a shambles. James.
0: Yeah. Um so but the upshot is basically uh, Alpine Academy driver Abby Pulling initially took pole positions for race one and race three, then there was then all Carl and cars were disqualified. Which probably actually helped the championship in some ways, to be fair, instead of just pulling just um, literally going away at the front. Pulling right, away. Yeah. yeah, literally. Uh so who the, so Marta Marcia Garcia won, won race one and race three. Uh Amni Kabasi won race two and then had a podium then on race three as well. So yeah, the, two, the two, the two, yeah. See, I've, I've seen both Alcabassi's, uh, Alcabassi sisters in Freca yeah. already. So yeah. So Marta Garcia leads a uh, company ahead of Amna and Hamda Alcabassi. Um Amna is 20. So Marta Garcia is 22 for reference uh Amna Al is 23 and Hamda is 20, and pulling, I think, is 19 or 20 as well. Yeah. Um Jr., Lena Bueller got P2, I think, in race two as well. Mm-hmm. Uh to do anyone else from Academies. The Alcapazes aren't part of the Oh, actually, I thought they were no, they're not Ferraris. No. They're not. I think that's it, isn't it? It's just pulling uh Bueller. Um I thought there was someone else who's part of an academy,
1: maybe not. Anyway, yeah, you know only other person was Sophia, but she's not in that.
0: Yeah, uh, f- I've got a fun trivia thing. So I was looking into the al so I wanted to see, I want to check, uh, I want to check some of their racing history, and um, which of the, I, I want to check if actually the Alcabasi were twins. I want to see which one's older or not. I came across uh, their father, Khaled Alcabasi, who's got background racing himself in a history in racing himself. Um, now he's like he's forty-seven years old. When I want, to, I want to take a. Uh, I want to quiz you on when do you think he took part in F three? Just thinking back.
1: Um, Forty seven. Forty seven years old. So it would have been GP three. Okay. Uh, Ten years ago. <laughs> Seeing how bizarre it sounds. <laughs> Two thousand nineteen F three Asian Championship. Oh God. <laughs> Fair play, man. Fair play.
0: Uh, which he would have been what, 40, 43, 42?
1: Yeah, if you can compete at that age, then fair play. <laughs> I know my body would not be able to. So
0: uh, yeah, he scored two points in twenty nineteen, and then he's Abu Dhabi racing by Prima. Yay! And then yeah, didn't didn't do anything. But I just thought that was funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, let's preview Miami very quickly. Uh, um, and am expecting nothing but Red Bull domination considering the massive hook-off straights yeah I, look obviously until proven
0: otherwise Red Bull obviously going to be the team to beat obviously yes. the dynamic is more interesting now that Perez is in the mix here so that's nice we'll see if he can take it to Verstappen for, for the second week in a row uh, I'd have my doubts about that but let's see I, have, I thought Verstappen would win this one and Baku and that didn't pan out I did predict that oh. uh, Perez would win the
1: sprint so was saying that we're racing around a car park, so you never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: obviously, I think this race has been. I think this track has been resurfaced after the has, normal yeah. number of complaints last year. The B and Q car park, as Hamilton put it, is still in place. Uh, <laughs> I hope they change the DRS zone. I think I remember not liking the. It needs to be. It needs to be the last DRS zone. I think it needs to be before the that heading onto that back straight because cars yeah. actually were actually able to pull out of the second range on traction. Yeah, that was the thing they're all bunched up heading into that corner and then pulled away uh, on that straight so I'd like to see that moved back a bit other than that I think look this, I think it's going to be a drastically different race this year just because the track surface just for that reason so we'll yeah, see, we'll see what fact, happens probably,
1: probably find a way to fuck it up uh,
0: I want to see Alpine how they get on just with a this is it is a street circuit but it's going to be more representative of an actual track so to speak unlike it's not Baku. a street
1: circuit let's be real <laughs> it's, a, it's a track it's not it's not a street circuit I'm not having that shit. <laughs> I'm not a fucking street circuit at all. So we should the stadium circuit.
0: <laughs> so we should see a little bit more representative running. Certainly that's what McLaren and Nars are believing for their car. A bit more high speed yeah. stuff So they think they're gonna run a bit better in Miami compared to Baku, for example.
1: Yeah, of
0: course. Um I am looking forward. like I'm now that Leclerc is in the mix here again, I'm like I'm looking forward to seeing the Leclerc Aston Mercedes scrap. But I think we could definitely get excited for it, even if the Red Bulls are pissing away at the front. A three-team scrap for P two, I think, is it's going to be nice?
1: Yeah, yeah, of
0: course. It's all we've got
1: to hope on, hold on for, isn't it? Really? <laughs> I
0: mean, true. Again, a lot of this relies on Perez taking the 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 step up here. So,
1: yeah, this Perez. Well, we could possibly see Perez draw back into this five things go a different way. <laughs> possibly, yeah. <laughs> it should um, be interesting, but yeah, very boring at the same time.
0: What else are you looking forward to when it comes to Miami? Anything in particular you're looking looking to see?
1: Um. How Alpine cock everything up again? To be honest, uh, in all seriousness, whether what who's going to get stuck behind the Williams? Because there's going to be someone, and it's always going to be a strain <laughs> behind them. Yeah, considering the straights and stuff, I do. I just see it being a very uh, Williams-style track. Um, to, to be honest, there isn't much because it's sort of that. In, we've just had the big upgrades. This race just gone, so it's sort of that in between point where we're going to sort of see the pecking order reset itself again
0: a little, and on... then it's going to reset one or two races. Yeah, later. yeah, <laughs> and then Spain probably as well.
1: So I, I'm more interested to see where Ferrari actually are because I don't think Baku was representative, really, because I think Aston are still in front of them, but because yeah, the, the, is a lot of it is going to depend on Pirelli. Let's be real. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm I'm stuck at what to say for it to be honest because there's there's so many teams that I'm just not I don't care about. Oh, yeah, Alfa Romeo. Um, yeah, which is painful. And obviously, I don't care about devries I I just don't care about Alpine.
0: <laughs> it's so for Alfa Romeo because like this time last year, Bottas qualified ahead of both Mercedes, I
1: believe. Yeah, yeah, he did, and then sort of hooked himself down the last corner oh yeah that's right yeah, race and sort of gave it away both of them went through
0: uh, I want to see I want to see Alvatare I want to see his little resurgence see if it continues see if Snowden can uh, you mean, it, yeah if yeah, he's yeah. resurgence so to so speak but yeah we'll see how they got on uh, Haas
1: yeah was. Kind of... we didn't even mention Magnussen the entire
0: <laughs> Mag- yeah I mean it was the same well. with Magnussen really to be fair it was the slower of the two Uh, I, I want to see LP, I want to see McLaren I want to see what those two of you on a more conventional track with yeah. their up with their upgrade, so we'll see how that gets on again. Like, like you said, like there's a, definitely a best of the midfield to be
1: established. Yeah, because there's, there's some there's been either an incident or one team's not quite there with their car yet or something. It's just not quite sort of panned out. But you can definitely yeah. rule out Williams and Alfa Romeo from that, and Alvarado from that. I think
0: definitely. So yeah, I want to see where where the pace lies between McLaren and Alpine. I want to see signs how he
1: bounces back and Russell to an
0: extent. Not well, not the best of weekends for Russell.
1: Sorry, did you just say bounces back? <laughs> He's going into a bouncing into a fucking wall, yeah. Uh,
0: signs or Russell signs. Oh, <laughs> and I really have no Again, I, I just want to see. I want to see Perez. I just, I, that's what I really want to see. I want to see Perez and uh, how if he could take a to for a half
1: hop on a plane to Baku then son. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: probably leaving by this stage. To be fair,
1: yeah, probably. And... Probably would gone.
0: Yeah, I mean it's quick. It's a quick turnaround and a fair distance of travel. And there's I don't know how the time difference is between there and then. It's,
1: it's, imagine having a race in Baku, Eastern Europe, and then flying to fucking Miami. It's
0: a big turnaround, actually.
1: Yeah, and then coming back to Europe, and then going back to Canada again.
0: What's it, It's wow. what? It's what? It's three hours, is it? Between uh, UK, Ireland, and
1: Azerbaijan? Is it three or five? Seven hours, Graham. Is it? It's not seven hours on a plane it's seven hours
0: yeah, yeah yeah but like the time difference like
1: oh yeah no three hours yeah, yeah three, three hours, hours so. and, and i know yeah, I like, what? florida
0: is five behind so it is
1: yeah a... so they've got an eight hour time difference to sort of sort themselves out with and clock. that's tough that's 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 a that's you an unwritten want to go straight to miami now which i'm sure I you have to, to do. you've got it yeah.
0: you've got to try and get your clock sorted, somewhat
1: yeah i couldn't do it i couldn't do that Yes, it's going to be tough.
0: Uh, right, i we, certainly we've got not, got a lot to say about this. To be fair, so let's uh, let's move on to predictions.
1: Uh, Max, Perez, Alonso, Charles, George.
0: Uh, I will say, yeah, I'll say for Stappin Perez. Uh, yeah, I, I, the re- Fireware, just, I'm just yeah. So I'm thinking of this resurfacing thing. Um, I because yeah because you could get a situation where, you know.
1: I think it'll be in front, but then it'd be a similar situation to today. Whereas um, Alonso might have more opportunities to get past this time, though.
0: I'll say Leclerc, and I'll say Alonso very close behind him, and then I'll say Hamilton in fifth.
1: Okay. Um, well, there we go. A lot of counting in. Uh, and no, no, no signs, stroll. no stroll, no Russell. Oh, stroll! I think it's
0: time. So I'm going to lose my shit. Oh <laughs> man, yeah, that's gonna that's got happen at some stage. I'm sure it's
1: gonna happen, isn't it? That's the thing.
0: It's it's conceivable science could go the entire year without podium.
1: Yay, that could happen. Norris gets a podium, or an Alpine gets a podium before science. I'm going to. Oh, to be fair, I think this is one of the rare weekends we had.
0: All four teams all finish in the top. No problem happened for any of them in the race. You're not going to get that ever. Like one usually drops out, and then on the matter weekends, three or four. Yeah, but like literally, like your bottom two points. It was literally just for uh, Norris and uh, Sonoda. To mm. uh, do, 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 yeah. It's see. I rate Hamilton higher than Russell at the moment. I just that's why I have I I mean Hamilton it. with Russell.
1: Could've, yeah, I, I think Russell's had the better start of the season. To be fair,
0: are you sure? I think uh, Hamilton is forty-eight points to Russell's
1: twenty-eight. Right, you're looking at you're doing an ock on an Alonso there. Right? I'm.
0: I'm. Yeah. For, remind me on context for these. I've forgotten some already. A- Australia. Oh, Australia. Australia.
1: You, you've got to sort of chuck Australia in there Russell would have been ahead so give give and him what Russell 15 had, points out qualified in 3-0 before this weekend yeah so you sort of give him a little bit of slack
0: yeah that's fair I'd forgotten see because it was so long i forgot forgotten pattern. Australia fucking stat paddle. <laughs> oh uh, dear right
1: I think that's going to do <laughs>
0: uh, oh I'll give you a quick IndyCar prediction before we wrap up
1: Quick IndyCar prediction. Considering Roman Grosjean's on pole, I'm going to go with Roman Grosjean because it's about fucking time it happened.
0: It, it would be overdue. Um, yeah. I've not even looked at the Griffin IndyCar. I didn't realize so it was So you've
1: on. got, I think it's Grosjean, Pelot, top two. So And then Pato, third. Ooh. Give me a cheeky Pato. It wouldn't surprise me, which would also be long overdue considering he had a terrible weekend last weekend and then was second and second. And probably should have won at least one of those races to start off with. Yeah,
0: give me, give me a pass on
1: that one. Yeah, I'll go uh,
0: Right, I just quickly check if anything is coming through because we, we recorded this not too long after the race itself. But we um, it's just the uh, oh original. yeah, the pit lane stuff. I guess we should mention that. Um, now they are allowed in the pit lane there at the last lap, and the last lap had started. Yeah, they please. should have been aware that, and like it would look, they knew, like everyone knew that. Matt, uh, Hulkenberg and Alcon had to pit still. Yeah. So that was that was poor on that end. but they are allowed to be there at the last lap.
1: Mm. So, yeah, of course they are. They just it was just bizarre.
0: Yeah, it was just a weird one, but yeah, that was. I'm sure that'll be tightened up.
1: Yeah. Uh um, the carpet.
0: Verstappen says a uh, Rebel to review pit stop call which cost him the win. Wow. <laughs> which I guess yeah maybe he's caught on. <laughs> um oh interesting alonso said alonso uh, he said aston shocker um only one second slower than Ferrari perfection <laughs> I don't think he's wrong no that doesn't bode well, <laughs> anything on the race Yeah, nothing really George yeah so that's uh that's put it then for the um uh, disappointing Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Uh, hopefully the action in Miami should be better. It was it was okay last year to be fair. Yeah,
1: it was better than we thought.
0: Yeah. Um we'll see if we can get a tight finish at the end like we got last year, but safety car uh, obviously dependent, but yeah we'll find out. Uh should be it'll be an event. I'm sure it'll be it'll be drummed up. It's there's home water race as well. Around. Water this year. oh Brilliant.
1: Um, you seen on Instagram. No, I haven't seen. It. Yeah, there's pictures of water in the uh, fake marina rather than fake water excellent they put it in an actual pool yeah brilliant yeah.
0: anyway uh, thanks very much for listening I've been Graham
1: I have been oh, I don't even know at this point ah oh, you're weak I'm just lacking, yeah. yeah
0: and uh, we shall see you, uh, see you next week
1: goodbye